today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Satan knows that the second, and I mean the second, that's not hyperbole, the second you open this thing up and you get into the Word and the Word gets into you because then it's game over for him. Because now that faith pushes the fear out and God's not given us a spirit of fear. And he doesn't want us to be troubled. As a parent, do you want to see your child troubled? How many times have you found yourself comforted from even just a few moments of reading God's Word? It's not a coincidence, as Pastor J.D. teaches today. God has given us thousands of promises throughout Scripture, and His living Word will give you boldness and peace. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Isaiah chapter 8 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. There is an evil plot afoot to destroy the population of the world exactly as we were told it would be at the time of the end, and it's happening. Are we going to fear because of what we hear they're planning? Or are we going to fear the Lord? Now, we fear that which we hear. What's the antithesis of fear? Faith. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. I love those sayings. They're kind of dorky, but I like dorky. (laughs) Uh, One week without God's Word makes one week. I'll give you again. I know it's a delayed reaction. Makes one W-E-A-K. Just, you know, thought I'd... You're uh, weak in your faith. When was the last time you were in the Word of God? Because that's where faith comes. But that's also where fear comes. It works both ways. See, they were hearing the words of Sennacherib, who was sending these terrifying letters of what they were going to do to Judah. And they, and they, they feared because of what they heard. <laughs> I know that's, a, again, not a proper sentence structure, but you get the point, right? So if faith comes by hearing the Word of God, and fear comes by hearing the word of the enemy, then what am I going to do? And how am I going to do it? I don't want to be in fear of man. I want to fear the Lord. How am I going to transition? Because I'm, I'm paralyzed in fear. I, the, the, the threat that the circumstances, they are perilous at every turn, no matter how I look at this from whatever angle I look at this, it 
just looks perilous. And I'm gripped by fear and my heart is troubled. Well, it sounds to me like you've been hearing the threats, the conspiracies from the evil one more than you've been hearing the Word of God, the promises of God. Uh, By the way, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Here's an example. I'll just use an example in my own life recently. Um, Situation arose, and at first I'm looking at this thing going, oh Lord, (laughs) I got a a letter from Sennacherib. And it's kind of interesting because that last letter that came, um, Hezekiah just lays it out before the Lord. And that's what you should always do whenever you get those letters or emails. <laughs> you know those emails. Which ones I'm talking about, right? You just lay it out and you go, Lord, did you? Did you? Yeah, I saw it. I, I knew before they sent it, they, they were going to send it. Could you imagine? He's like, Lord, did you, did you see it? No, when did that come in? What, what, what did they say? No, you didn't read. You're, no, he, he knew. He just sped it out before the Lord. And the uh, Lord says, uh, are, are you afraid? Yeah, but they're conspiring. It's a conspiracy. This is evil. They're threatening to come against me. This is going to take me down. Oh, your heart's troubled? Yeah. Um, put that away. Actually, oh, it's an email. There's a button on your keyboard. It's, you know what I'm talking about? Delete. Delete. And uh, if you're anything like me, I, I mean, I love my physical Bible so much so that I have all these new Bibles. I cannot let go of this one. <laughs> Don't you dare try to take this away from me. I know it's falling apart, but I just, it just, there's like this, there's something about just holding the Word of God. But I know many of us have the apps on our phones, and I have a software program that has 158,000 translations. (laughs) I like that number tonight, but uh, 185,000. But, um, and I can just, with the click of the mouse, I can pull up the Word of God. I've deleted that. Now I'm hearing this, and it doesn't take much. I mean, and God is so faithful. Just that one verse, that word fitly spoken. You've read it a jillion times. You've got to memorize. But today, that leaps off the page of your Bible or the screen of your computer or your device. And I mean, it's like God put your name in it while you were sleeping the night before. I work all things together for the good, for JD. Oh, that's me. He's talking to me. That's a promise to me. Oh. oh, now, where did fear go? Bye-bye. Where's the faith? Why? Because of the Word of God. The Word of God. Oh, this is why it is, by the way, that whenever you set your foot to pray or get into the Word, all hell literally breaks loose. The phone always rings, and it's always a 
Wrong number. <laughs> Who do you think that is? Why? Because Satan knows that the second, and I mean the second, that's not hyperbole, the second you open this thing up, and you get into the Word, and the Word gets into you, because then it's game over for him. Because now that faith pushes the fear out, and God's not given us a spirit of fear. And He doesn't want us to be troubled. As a parent, do you want to see your child troubled, fearful, worried, fretting unnecessarily? First of all, isn't that a slap in your face? Could you imagine your kids when they're young, they come home, <gasps> Dad, did you pay the bills? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't even, you know, concentrate in school today. I, in fact, I failed the test. I was so worried and, really? Again, I know that's a, Listen, if you have better illustrations, I am, I am very interested and open to them. But doesn't that just kind of bring it home, bring it close to home for you? How much more a Heavenly Father? You're freaking out over this. Are you kidding me? You have no idea what I'm going to do. Your heart's troubled. Oh, if it, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. I'm going to get an intern angel to come down and kill all 185,000 of those Assyrians. You're going to wake up and you're going to have a problem on your hands. What are you going to do with 185,000 bodies? No, think about that. What are they, you just let them rot? No, they have to deal with those things. Okay, I'm taking a little bit too far. We need to finish the chapter. Verse 14. <laughs> I love God's Word. I love God's Word. I love God's Word. It's alive, isn't it? He will be as a sanctuary, verse 14, but a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. What's Isaiah saying here? Here's a thought. When we fear the Lord, He will be a rock of protection. But if we fear men instead, He will be a rock of correction. He's the rock. And I'm either going to be protected by Him, solid on the rock, or I'm going to stumble and fall because of Him. The Apostle Peter writes of the rock of offense, actually in a reference to this passage here in Isaiah. Here we go again, listen to this, Isaiah speaking. Bind up the testimony, the Word. Seal the law, the word, among my disciples. And, verse 17, I will wait on the Lord. Stop right there. We need to talk about this for just a moment, just real quick. You know how we 
understand waiting on the Lord. Like, don't get ahead of the Lord. You know, there are times where, and we hate to wait, right? But we have to wait. Wait on the Lord. Just wait. Wait on the Lord. Have you ever thought of it like this? Because that's what this word in the original carries the idea of. Not just this waiting on the Lord, but actually waiting on the Lord. You're at dinner, you have a waiter who's attentive to your every need, at the ready. You know those, you, you know the, uh, in the old-fashioned, you know, back in the day, you know, the, they have the butler, the waiter, they're standing there just waiting for the, you know, just like a statue, right? You know, and then here's the master sitting, sitting at the table, waiting for any need, and he's at the ready. That's waiting on the Lord, serving the Lord. You know how when the waiter or the waitress, oh, we're not supposed to call them that anymore, right? That's not, you can't call anything, anyone, anything anymore, right? What do you call people now? I call them people, just so you know. <laughs> but we call them waiters and waitresses, or we used to, I suppose. They come to your table and say, is there anything I can get you? They're waiting on you. That's what the, he's saying. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Who hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. Here am I, verse 18, and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? Oh, I love this. You know what Isaiah is saying here? I mean, it's a scathing rebuke of Judah. He's basically saying this, you can go ahead and listen and seek the dead wizards and astrologers and mediums and listen to what they say. I'm listening to the living Word of God. You're looking to these dead <laughs> on behalf of the living. You're, you're looking to these mediums, these wizards, who whisper and mutter. That's one of those words that sounds like what it is. Mutter, 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 mutter. You're looking to what they have to say, but you're not, I don't care what they say. You can go ahead and seek them and listen to them. But as for me, I'm going to the living, alive Word of God, verse 20, and we'll finish up. Here it is again. Um, it doesn't get old. It never will get old. To the law and to the testimony. He is declaring with all of the sanctified strength you can imagine in the authority, God-given authority of His voice as He says this. 
Go to the Word. Go to the law. Go to the testimony. Go to the Word. Don't go to the wizards. Don't go to the astrologers. Yeah, but I'm, you know what I am? Apparently, I'm, I'm cancer, born in July. So I guess they have these astrologers, They what your sign is, and they have the, uh, they still have that? Of course they do, right? Horoscopes, thank you very much, man. That's, you know, I'm innocent concerning evil. <laughs> That's what he's talking about. You're going to your horoscopes. I wonder what my horoscope says is going to happen today. You're going, what? You're going to your horoscope? Go to the Word. What's the matter with you? Now, it gets better, and we're done, almost, so hang in, hang in there. If they do not speak according to this Word, it is because there is no light in them. <laughs> they will pass through it hard-pressed and hungry, and it shall happen when they are hungry, that they will be enraged and curse their king and their God, and look upward. Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. The end. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. I want to talk about doom and gloom. You know what Isaiah is saying here? Hey, you go to the Word. They're going to go to the horoscope, and if their horoscope is not according to the Word of God, guess who's wrong? Not a trick question. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> There's no light in them. There's no truth in them. Why do you listen to them? Why do you go to them? Now, let me in closing, lest we be too hard on Judah, which is easy to do. I find myself doing it all the time. Oh, we're so pious. and You know, it's not like when you're in the Proverbs and you read those contrasting Proverbs that say, the righteous do this, but the wicked do this. And you're like, yeah, they're wicked people. Oh, because I'm the righteous. No, you're the wicked. Thou art the man, as Nathan would say to David. So it's easy for us in our smug piety to say, yeah, Judah, wicked, go to their horoscopes. Eh, not so fast. Can I just, and I'll include myself in this, can I just make a suggestion, humbly suggest, that we're all just as prone to do the same thing? Let me explain. We don't go to the Word. We go to so-and-so first. We don't call upon the Lord. We call them first when that situation hits. That is akin to what they were doing. And here's the Lord God Almighty the Word of God, God's Word to us. And we're going to them to hear what their take is on it. What are they going to say? 
I, I, I picture, and you'll forgive the silliness of this illustration, but I picture the Lord just in heaven going, hey, J.D., what? I have the answer right here. Why are you? Why don't you just hey, email me, will you? Text me. Why are you texting them? And even, you know, they text back. If, if what they text back isn't according to the word, that's what he's saying to them. Go to the word. Go to the Word. It should be a, I mean, it's like something happens, something hits, and those somethings hit, right? And when it does, I mean, it's like instantaneously, your first response, your your response, your reaction even, is to go to the Word and go to prayer. What does the Lord have to say? Hey, can I make one more suggestion? Could it be, and maybe I should speak for myself in this, could it be that God allowed that something to hit just so you would? He hasn't heard from you for a while, and He knows how it is, right? The only time you ever call Him is when you need something. Are you connecting those dots? Man, the only time J.D. ever talks to me is when you know, there's a crisis, or his heart's troubled, or he needs something. So I guess if I want to hear from him, I'm going to have to keep the crisis coming, because <laughs> then I'll hear from him. That's the only time, is when he needs something. So I guess he's going to, I'm always going to have to have him need something, because that's the only time I'm going to hear from him. That's the only time he's going to come to me. You ever thought of it like that? Okay, maybe it's just me then. Go to the Lord first. Go to the Lord. When you go to the Lord first, I promise you on the authority of God's living word that you'll forget all about texting so-and-so after you do. Am I right? Because when you go to the Lord, and you go to the Word, problem solved, crisis addressed, question answered, peace restored, faith comes, fear's gone. You won't, in fact, when they call you, you're like, you know, that's all right, I'm good. I'm gonna, I'm talking to the Lord right now, I'm not available. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Lord, (laughs) what would we do without your word, Lord? It is the bread of life. It is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It is a shield about us. It is our daily bread, our daily sustenance. Lord, thank you for your word, and thank you for this chapter here in your word. I pray that that there will just be this sense that we have communed with you and you with us. And Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. We hope you continue to be encouraged as you learn some good things from the book of Isaiah. Did you realize that there are 39 chapters in Isaiah that address judgment and 27 chapters that point to God's salvation? How fascinating that this book relates to 39 books of the Old Testament, much about judgment of sin, and 27 books of the New Testament, pointing to Jesus as God's salvation for the world. Isaiah is yet another example of how God interweaves the old with the new, and how prophecies from old point to fulfillment of that later. Are you seeing the connections that God has written into these pages of Isaiah? If you're wanting to hear this message again or more like it, you can find them at calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're there, you can learn more about the church this ministry is supported by, Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. If you're not already plugged into a local church, we invite you to be part of our church family. If you're in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love for you to come visit us on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. We're so glad you tuned in today to learn from the book of Isaiah. We look forward to the next edition with Pastor J.D. and the things that God has put on his heart to share from this prophetic book. Thanks again for listening today to In Spirit and Truth.